Happy Wednesday, everybody. Gav Mack and Alex Osborne here for Two Up Top. How are you, Alex? Very well, thank you very much, sir. How are you? Mate, I'm just trying to get over Zaha's goal, mate. I know, I know. I, 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 uh, I, I looked to watch the highlights this morning myself and I was like, whoa, when I saw I did, you know, when you, uh, just that instant reaction to a goal that you've not seen and you've not even heard any hype about and all of a sudden you see it and you're like, whoa, where's that come from? Well, so that was my this. initial reaction to that. Um, big shout to Stephen Howard, by the way, because um, he sorted me out with this. It's a nice little uh, windscreen, it's called. It's a top on it, which is pretty shiny. So, big props to you there, bud. Um, let's talk about the, the football, though. That's what we're here for, aren't we? So, yeah, let's talk about Palace, that Palace game as a whole. Crystal Palace 2, Chelsea 3. Uh, it's only the second time that Crystal Palace have had two separate goal scorers in the same game this season. And it was their two... Well, really, if you think about it, it's supposed to be their two main men as well. <laughs> yeah, Pentecas. <laughs> but mate, Chelsea, they, they started off pretty well. I felt sorry. I felt sorry for Gary Cahill who pulled up, didn't he? He was running through. I know that that he's obviously he's done for the season, uh, I'd imagine. That type of his I believe that was his hammy, just you could just see it just thing, <laughs> it literally looked like he'd just um, been shot. Uh, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, obviously it let Chelsea in and okay. Yeah. I, I it did look kind of, con- it was when Giroud celebrated, he was not really celebrating. He felt like he was, he felt like he was kind of concerned for, for Cahill or at least I'd like to think he was, but I'll give, I'll give this to Willian. Um, he didn't panic. Uh, not that he didn't panic, but he, he was able to take, advantage of it where some players may have just not known that Cahill had gone down and just still rushed it in those positions but he was able to recognize the fact that he actually had more time than he uh, than he than he thought he might have done and was able to pick out Giroud there with uh, with with the pullback yeah the nice bit of composure the, the finish that we should say because, yeah absolutely know it um yeah, Pulisic is on form at the moment. He's someone who surprised me somewhat because I didn't think he was going to be able to turn it on this much because he weren't really playing that much when he was in the Bundesliga. He was playing a few games. He weren't really well, turning up trees or anything. But since he's had his well, Sancho, he come back... Sancho kind of took his place almost, didn't he, for Dortmund? And you're thinking, yeah. well, that should be worrying for Pulisic. Because if Sancho is uh, what an eighteen-year-old uh, young lad who's coming to Germany for the first time is now taking your position in in your team, which you've been playing for the last couple of years, you should be concerned. But mm. maybe it just shows it says two things: a, how good Sancho actually really is that he was able to do that to Pulisic, take his place and and, and become a starter at Borussia Dortmund, and b, mm. actually, Pulisic. <laughs> Is still a very good player himself, and is, he's yeah. showing it. Because I, I certainly didn't think that he would weigh in. Because he's getting quite, he's getting, he's scoring goals on quite a consistent basis as well, and they're different types of goals. Yeah, as well. exactly. Because for me, I think he's a a good player, but I don't think mm. he was like a fifty million sort of thing. But it could end up turning yeah. out to be a bit of a steal now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. Do you know what? He's. He's. I'm not saying he. Before anybody jumps on me in the comments or when they watch his. <laughs> He's got a very similar profile, very similar style to Hazard. 
Yeah. And whether they meant it as a replacement for him or not, they've kind of felt like they've got someone who, who potentially could actually go on to be that kind of level of player because he's small, he's quick, he's quite strong for his... his I mean, Hazard, I think he's got a bit of a... <laughs> No homo, but very thick body, isn't he? For for a player his size, oh, and he's quite. Mm. <laughs> mate, legs and ass, mate. That's where that's where the money is at. Uh, you when you see a guy with good legs and ass, you know they're going to be athletic. But uh, at Pulisic is very much that kind of. He's low centre of gravity, isn't he? He's very nippy. He's he's got good acceleration, and he's, he's only twenty one. And he's only 20, 21. Yeah, I think is he twenty one? I thought he was. Yeah. I thought he might yeah. be a little bit older than that. But anyway, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, he he certainly has got the potential to get better with with experience. So his his, his technical ability and that would would be he he won't necessarily improve upon that. Where he will improve as a player would be experience, playing more games, realizing certain situations, what to do in them, where to go, where to run that type that type of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um... Yeah, Zaha strike was just oh, oh sexual. Absolutely, I don't think I've ever seen Zaha score a goal like that. From not from that distance. I mean, I knew that, he could. That's, that's a Townsend thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I knew, I know he could kind of stri- strike a ball, but Zaha is more your beat a couple of guys and then score for within the penalty yard box, pen, penalty the eighteen yard box, right? The penalty area. I've never seen him pick the ball up from what thirty five yards out, take a touch, and then just. Rifle it in top, 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 top of the net, roof of the net. If Milo, I mean, in fact, if Milojovic did that, we would be like, yeah, Milojovic because yeah. he takes their free kicks, doesn't he? Uh, mm. Not obviously penalties, set pieces. And he, takes, he, he takes different types of free kicks. Sometimes he'll curl yes. it. Sometimes he puts laces yes, through it. Puts laces yeah. through it. Yeah. Um, could you? Could, I mean, I did see it. You know, when they showed the replay from from behind the goal or from when it was like dead on the pitch, right? Uh, dead down the down the pitch like that, as if you were looking at it from the or the Palace goalkeeper's point of view. Could you think there maybe that Kepa could have done better with that? I mean, what's nah, your that's thinking? moved. That's moved around, man. Because like when he's actually, it's not gone in the corner. It's, it's not gone in the corner, has it? No, it's but it's going in... straight. It's going straight towards Kepa, and then it goes, and it's like. I don't, I don't think you could blame Kepa there. Um, no, I'm not taking. I'm not taking anything away from Zaha there. It's only his fourth goal of the no, season. No, no, no. I'm not taking anything away from Zaha. Just, I was just putting the question out there. See, could you potentially look at Kepa there? Maybe? No, no, no. I don't want to take anything away from the lad. Um, right. What else happened yesterday? It was the six pointer, the relegation six pointer, and Watford picked up three points, but they were a goal down against Norwich. Um, 2-1 Watford ended up winning that. And um, I was actually looking forward to a Norwich victory because I know a couple of Watford fans. I was looking forward to their meltdown. But, um, yeah, they disappointed me by winning. So, <laughs> and Buendia, I'm sorry. Buendia's game yesterday which is what I'm talking about. This is what he does. Yeah, well, well done. It's, it's, one, no. it's one and only game out of 35. No, 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 no. no. When First you watch more, in the Premier League. When you're watching more, you understand he's what he's doing. He's too lightweight. No, no, he's not. No, he's, he's not, actually. No, he's not. Because he's he might have, he's, How many he's, times did he chuck him back yesterday? How many tackles did he put in? How many challenges did he go on one, one-on-one with players when he was in a defensive situation? He was brilliant yesterday. And this is what I'm talking about about Buendia. Honestly, go He's, back and watch. If I, it, go back and watch ninety minutes of him on yesterday's game, and literally like player cam it and see what he does. That is what he's about. He's not just an attacking-minded player. He's also got that defensive mind and the defensive quality when he's coming back and helping out his defenders. He has. 
proven yesterday. Um, um, uh, he's, uh, he's he's not going to. He's. He, I'm telling you, saying it now. He's not going to play for a top six side next season. There's no way. There's no way. He, if he, he he would be able to go to anywhere in Europe and play comfortable top ten and a very good chance of playing a top six side around Europe. He is that good. He is. No. And he ain't that he ain't that old either. But um yeah, Danny Welbeck bagged as well yesterday, over a kick. I was I thought the ball over was um uh, was offside initially. Um uh, no, no, was it off no, no, the handball no, it's hand, no, it's uh, handball. I thought it was I thought it touched his arm. But um in the build up. But um yeah, the goal stood. Good over a kick to be fair. Uh, Dan, Dan, Danny Welbeck has the ability to do that type of thing, you know. And <laughs> he's been unlucky with injuries. The one thing that Danny Welbeck's always lacked, that I thought anyway, was composure. Okay, that's mm. what I always thought that he, he lacked. Because you look at him, he's got all the physical attributes you want from a striker. He's tall, he's he's physically built, so he's strong. He's a strong lad, but he's quick, got good acceleration. It's just his composure always seems to let him down more times than not. I mean, he's scored. He's got a Champions yeah. League for Arsenal. He scored a few goals for Man United when he played for them as well. United I just has actually got it to let him go. But the yeah, issue is, just... is that when he was on the way out, there was Stoke and Hull that were ready to put in bids for 16 million for him. And Arsenal went and bought him for 16 million. And it's like, well, if Hull and Stoke are looking at you, that's your level. So why are Arsenal going in for him? So well, I'm, I'm not, as I'm not a, surprised as I said, that he didn't um, turn out to be a, a gem. As as I said, it's just it's because you look at him as it's it's like you compare like a like an American football player when you see a player he, he can run he run fast, his acceleration good, he's got he's got good agility, and then but for some, whatever reason when it comes to the games like he, he does well in practice and he he looks amazing in practice, but when it comes to the games he just doesn't perform. It's just something between the ears, you know that. Lack of football in brain. Yeah, that's more. Maybe. Just, I mean, let's not get this wrong. Danny Welbeck still had a fairly decent career. He's played for England. He scored he goals for England. In fact, to be fair, he's always turned up for England. And I'm not saying that he should be picked for England for, for it because he needs to no, have the form oh, no. in order to be selected. But every time he has been selected, I can't think of a bad game that he's had in an England shirt. Yeah, he, he's, 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 had a, he's had a decent career, okay? And sometimes maybe that's pretty good. That's maybe what his potential always was going to be. But maybe I think people are maybe, as I say, you see him and you think, oh, you could just be something more. Yeah, it's 30 later on this year, though. So I think this is this is it for him now. Yeah, as I say, especially this latest. I mean, he's been injured, what, best part of the last couple of years, isn't he, really? He's not really featured mm. for Watford since he signed for him. I know his last season at Arsenal, he was pretty much, what, half the season he was out injured, wasn't he? Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's been unfortunate for him, I, I, I think. It's put him four points clear of Villa, uh, who are occupying the bottom spot, uh, the, the, the last relegation spot in 18th place. So, I'm not saying that's enough for Watford. I still think they'll need another three points at least. Really and truly, they need four. But, you know, it's, it's, it's going to go a long way. It's going to go a long way, that, 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 uh, that result there. Um, mm. let's talk about you. You got your Guna shirt on, so let's talk about the Arsenal. Um, Arsenal won Leicester one. Uh, before the game, I think I think you sort of take that um, as the game panned out. 
it's quite a disappointing result for Arsenal and quite a, a big point for Leicester. Yeah. Um, it was a, it's a str- strange one yesterday. Leicester started off pretty decently for the first 10, 15 minutes. They, they, they weren't, they weren't miles better, but they were the better side. They'd kind of pinned Arsenal back a bit, but then uh, I don't know what happened. Games can do it sometimes. Arsenal, I think, got a breakaway and they almost scored. And then from that point on for the rest of the half, Arsenal really, really, I mean, they scored one, but they should have, we recognise, they probably should have got at least another one or two goals at least to sort of capitalise on their superiority at that point. And me and you said at the half-time break that we thought, we hope that doesn't come back to buy Arsenal. Um, I don't know whether Leicester, they made their changes, didn't they? This sort of beginning of the second half when they bought on Christian Fuchs. And, yeah, uh, because Leicester struggling at the back there because there was yeah, like Soyuncu playing like side. on the left-hand side, weren't he? And yeah, he, he, he was getting exposed, it. wasn't he? Um, mm. That's where Arsenal were getting in time and time again. And I mean... Uh, before we go any further, actually, we've got to recognise that that Arsenal goal was actually a really good goal. It's, it's one of the first times Arsenal scored a goal like that this season where they just picked it up in the, in, in the middle of the park. And Danny, I've slated Danny Ceballos this season, but Me too. that was possibly his best, one of his best games he's had for Arsenal, if not the best. But he picked up nicely and he's just, he's just placed a beautiful ball inside, inside that left-hand channel uh, for Bukayo Saka and he, and I mean was it the, the the graphic they put up last night that he's what amongst all Premier League players he's only what two assists off all competitions from Kevin De Bruyne or it might it might be a little bit more than that uh, I think actually but he's certainly third out of all the um, Premier League players in all competitions isn't he for this season Bukayo Saka and I mean lovely feet he made Johnny Evans kind of he did he made Johnny Evans do his best Jerome Boateng impression <laughs> um, uh, didn't he um, and it was a good ball across to Aubameyang and yeah Arsenal went one the up there was a, a couple of other Lacazette had a couple of good chances here the good save from Schmeichel wasn't it uh, and then also the yeah. header really that lovely cross from Bellerin and it was just there on the plate for Lacazette to put it in the net and he headed it straight at Schmeichel as well. I think he needed and to head it back down into the ground. He head did, that down, head down to the ground. But yeah, I mean, if he headed that down to the ground about a couple of yards either side of Schmeichel, that's 2-0, that's isn't it? Um, mm. And then, yeah, in the second half, Leicester, were, again, were more on top. They were sort of pressing high. They made those changes. They bought Fouchon to go to the left wing-back role and they also bought on, was it Damari Gray? Harvey, yeah, and Harvey Barnes. That's it, Harvey Barnes, sorry. And uh, yeah, that seemed to suit them better. But then Arsenal had that goal disallowed. I mean, it was quite tight, but in the end, it was probably it's justified for the AR, um, for Lacazette at the, at the corner. And then obviously the drinks break came and he brought on Enketiah and Willock. Now, usually that would be a pretty good move because bring on that extra energy and uh, uh, pace to the side, which would then sort of try and force Leicester back. But then obviously the big t- turning point came with the with the sending off yeah um we saw it first time we were like well it's just a free kick um it's given a yellow card all oh, that's a bit harsh see the replay it's is not meant that in any way shape or form but it is a red card yeah it's it's a tough one because obviously i, I want to uh, you feel like as an Arsenal fan you're getting oh here we go again we feel like we're getting unfairly treated but the more and more i saw it i was just like Oh, he's, 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 he's a bit knee height 
when you say it like that, it sounds like it's like some... it's, uh, it sounds really bad. But the pro- the problem was you could see what he was trying to he was trying to nick the ball because if he nicked the ball, then your pass last defending not through on goal. Yeah. And unfortunately, he's just not. Maybe he's quite not got to the pace of the game yet because he's only yeah, just come on. on for a second, um, yeah. And yeah, he's he's missed. He's just missed the ball. And unfortunately, because he's so close to the defender. He, he can't pull his foot back in time, and it, yeah, it, it looks like he's just completely done him in. Especially when you watch it in slow motion. In slow motion, it makes it uh, look a hell of a lot worse than probably it was. It, it, I thought the collision looked much worse than the actual studs up in real time. You know, when mm. they collided, that looked like it could have been quite bad. Fair play to Justin James. He didn't he? Didn't I don't think he made that too much of a it deal. Like of it, me, it, it, um, but yeah. Um, I mean, there were some noises in our chat saying it was a daft challenge and that, and I'm like, yeah, maybe that I think was, I was just trying to trying to get good like, bite a little bit. Yeah, yeah uh, it worked for me. It's not a daft I, I know, challenge. It's just it's just unfortunate. It is just unfortunate. I know Mikel tried to say about Jamie Vardy um, in the first half on uh, oh, on, on, on Mustafi. No, and I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see. We we certainly didn't react to it in the time whether we missed it or not. But I mean, I've looked back at replays again. Instant replay, slowing it down makes it look a lot worse than probably it was. Jamie Vardy, yeah, because you see Jamie Vardy's leg swings round and he hits Mustafi in the face. Yeah, he's is that where naturally his foot would go? Probably. Um, people are saying, oh, you see Vardy look back to see, uh, see to make sure that his foot goes in that place. But no, he looked so- back. He looked back in panic and straight away was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Now we know Vardy ain't that type of player. You know, because so, if, if Vardy, Vardy would go out there and mean something. So the fact is that he, is as he turned around, you can see on his face, he didn't mean to do it. It's like, it was complete accident. Exactly. He didn't know he was there, not buying that. Well, but Vardy would, did bag and in the end, make it exactly, one Exactly, he did bag. What, what I would say for Arsenal fans feeling ver- um, vilified about that red card yesterday, I do remember, was it was it Lo Celso against Chelsea getting away with something very... Similar, probably a lot worse. It kind of didn't he stamp? Didn't remember when Los Celso did that yeah. on the touchline versus Chelsea, and he didn't get a red card, and then VAR didn't do anything about it then. So mm. th- that's where the inconsistencies would be with that kind of challenge. Okay, so that's kind of where we talk, can get a little bit hard done This, by, this but, is the thing that annoys me about about fans, and like because when it comes to consistency and match officials, you're only consistent in that game. Because every game is completely different, the pace of it, the yeah. style of it, everything is different. So you can't say, um, not saying you, but like fans in general, you can't try and say, oh well, how was that one uh, a red card four weeks ago, but this one in today? No, it's on the day. The consistencies only lie with what's happening on the day. Um, yeah. Anyway, it, it's time for this. It- what are Everton? Yeah, it's time for what are Everton. So uh, Tottenham won Everton nil. Um, the goal came from. Well, you can't say Lacelso. I think if that. I think it's no, I think it's gone down as an own goal. Yeah, if that ball it's wasn't gone down deflected, goal, that would. It? Yeah, if that ball wasn't deflected, that'd be going out for a throw-in. But uh, Spurs. <laughs> fans, <laughs> I Spurs think I think that's going into the corner stand, isn't it, in the Spurs stadium? Yeah, Spurs fans are all now going, oh, the sell side, well, he's better than Bruno Fernandes. Ah. Right, OK, Spurs fans, calm yourself down just a little bit because the yeah. is not Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes has the potential to 
be an absolute Premier League G. And Lacelso hasn't really done anything at the moment. So watch Q no, Lacelso scoring a hat trick against Arsenal at the weekend. Um, but um, it wasn't it wasn't the best game. It's annoying because I, I was saying before the game that Everton, yes, two banks are four. They'll be able to frustrate and do whatever. Do you know what? Between um, between Calvert Lewin and Richarlison, they only made one pass between them. Between each other. So when you when you're playing at top and your lack of lack of uh, lack of link up play at top is bad. Everton were disappointing, weren't they, on Monday? Um, they didn't really threaten, other than that Richarlison chance at the end of the first half, which caused Lloris to lose his head and try and take out Son, but go behind one of his own players before he started accusing uh, Son. Your equivalent of your uh, Drunk mate on a Saturday night getting well, well, um, well, Larry, but then hiding behind four or five of his mates behind him, sound come on then, whilst he's con- uh, simultaneously running the other way at, at the same time. But um, other than that, I can't really think Everton ever threatened the t- Spurs goal at all. And you know, I, teams can have that. Teams have off days, don't they? That I mean, let's 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 not make this. Uh, an Everton thing. Teams have a, a, a lot. All of the teams have off days, but yeah, uh, I it, I thought it was a bit of a rubbish game. To be honest with you, just not a lot of out of what are Everton. We don't know what they're meant to be. You know, Spurs aren't having the best of times. Everton are yeah. on the ascendancy, and they they can't even string five decent passes together. And I don't think I don't think that's anything to do with Spurs frustrating. I think that was just poor poor from Everton. It was just, as I say, it was just a poor off day from Everton. Yeah, the reason why we we take the mick out of Everton because they seem they seem to have it more days than not. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with them in the um, uh, in the uh, uh, summer transfer window uh, when whenever that is. Yeah, because no one knows when that is at the moment. To be fair, um, we've got plenty more shows coming up on uh, on two up top, including our watch along. Have a look at this. You could be watching it in the pub. Or maybe you're watching it at home. You can even watch it in Dubai. You might be watching as a neutral after your boys just won the playoff final. It doesn't matter where you're watching it. Watch it with us. Tottenham versus Arsenal. Live watch along on Facebook and YouTube on Sunday the 12th of July at 4.15pm. That'll do, won't it? Or you do watch along with us on uh, on Sunday afternoon. But um, there's some more games that are happening during this week, uh, mm-hmm. including some games that are happening tonight. So why don't we have a look? Uh, I think we've got we've got seven fixtures over the next couple of days, haven't we? Between Wednesday and Thursday. Plenty games, plenty games. Yeah, plenty games to talk about. Um, Sheffield United versus uh, versus Wolves. That's going to be an interesting one. Yes, especially as Wolves obviously come off that back of the their first defeat in quite a few games. First goals they've conceded in a few games as well. So mm. Sheffield United have had a little bit of a mini revival. Um, they beat Spurs, they drew with Burnley away, which is not a bad point on the refle- on, on on reflection, is it? That's um, you know considering that they had been in a, a bit of a slide. 
I feel that this could be a very tight game. You know, Wolves aren't the most creative of sides as Arsenal kind of nullified them quite quite e- not easily, but they nullified them quite effectively, didn't they? On Sunday, mm. uh, on Saturday, uh, Sheffield United again, they're more of a, an industrial workmanlike side. If one team is going to win it, it's just going to be the odd goal, like one nil. 2-1 maybe. I don't know if that might be too many goals. Can't, okay, yeah, I, so I can't see as many as three goals happening in this if, game. If, if I was a better man, I'd be putting under two and a half for this game. Uh, you know, uh, goals total. Um, Alex I think... Osborne has spoken again. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I have a feeling, though, that Wolves might actually nick a result there. I, I've got a feeling they might win it 1-0. Let's see how we go on that one. I think it might be a draw. Um, Man City, um, they come off the back of their wonderful, wonderful performance against Southampton at the weekend. And I'm sure they'll be wanting to bounce back against Newcastle. That's also tonight, 6pm on uh, on BT Sport. Um, this should be a slapping. This should be. Well, can we, can we just say, Man City should give teams a slapping. Every team in the Premier League, bar Liverpool... Um, Man United, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, other than the top four and top five, but even then, they have they, as we've seen, they do have the ability to give those teams a slapping as well. The problem is, is that are they fully concentrated on the Premier League, especially with the appeal that's about to be what I think you said yesterday around your house? You were like, it's a Monday, I think it is. So they know the Premier League's title is gone, so any motivation to try and improve there is gone because they can't. They don't know if they are going to be in the Champions League next year. So they're thinking, if we're not going to be in the Champions League, where does it matter where we finish? It doesn't really matter, does it? So, I don't know. A team when they, who's not quite motivated, not quite on their game, could, as you say, lose nine times in a season, especially when you've got a, player, a squad as talented as Man City. Mm. Maybe it won't be such a foregone conclusion. But, again, your betting man thinks, well, yeah, it's a City win all day long. Yeah, I'm thinking when when City play against more fluid sides, they find it easier to score goals. When they play against teams that are more rigid with their response, they they find it a little bit more difficult to break down. You know, I think the only exception this season in that situation was Burnley. Because Burnley are quite a, a rigid side, aren't they? They're quite regimented, yeah. two banks of four sort of thing. Somehow they found it easy to pick them off. But... You know, Southampton, they're quite rigid. They struggled against them. You know, Alex McCarthy had the game of his life. We all know that. But at the same time, it's when they play against more open sides, they find it easier to be open themselves. So if Newcastle want to try and get anything out of this game, I think they've got to go out there and frustrate. I think that's the only way that they could get away with uh, getting getting any form of uh, result tonight. Um, talk about Burnley. I said about picking Burnley apart. West Ham versus Burnley tonight. That's going to be uh, an interesting game, I think, because uh, West Ham, they still need to try and get out of their, their little naughty spell. You know, they're, they're not exactly out of it. They're level on points with Watford. Um, Burnley, however, they're looking for a top half finish. You know, victory for them will put them into eighth. Well, potentially could put them into eighth position if results go their way tonight. Yeah, um, I think West Ham will look at this game and think, right, we're at home. We can win this game. We can almost basically guarantee our safety uh, this one. 
Uh, and West Ham have been, well, their last two results have shown that they've actually potentially come into a little bit of form at exactly the right time, which is what we said. One team just needed to do that down their string. Two, three, maybe four games where they go unbeaten. They win a couple of them, they draw a couple of them, they pick up eight points and all of a sudden they're well clear. So I think West Ham, I, I know I fancy them actually tonight. I don't know why. Cue them to get them beaten four 0 now, but um, I, 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 I would, I, I actually fancy West Ham to win this game. I don't know why. I just, I've just got a feeling. Fair enough. Um, Liverpool, um, they will be getting their guard of honour from Brighton today, and that's uh, the. Are they getting? Is Liverpool going to get a guard of honour from every team that they face now? Yeah, that's what you meant to. Yeah, um, until the end of the season. Yeah, it's just that normally when other teams win it, it's on the last day of the season or a couple of games left. It's just that it's been so long. Um, I don't remember you know. Man City getting that this guard of honour when they won it a hundred points every game when they after they won it. Um, I don't recall it off the top of my head, but I think the the, the league was such a foregone conclusion in them. I don't really didn't really care so much, and it's the same sort of thing now. I'll turn I'll turn on bang on on eight fifteen tonight. I don't want to see the guard of honour, yeah. <laughs> but um, but Brighton Brighton they're, they're they're pretty much safe. They're on thirty six points. Thirty six points pretty. Pretty much survives you nowadays. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. They're, and they're they're on, they're in fifteenth place, and they are as it stands eight points, uh, nine points clear of relegation. So I, yeah. I think Brighton are, yeah. are now officially safe. I know mathematically I things so. can change, but that's that's for me. This is, I think we're going to see a bit of Nico Williams, a bit of Harvey Elliott, a little bit of Curtis Jones tonight. I don't see, yeah, but, but Liverpool are still chasing the record of their own. And they want to get over 100 points, so they could. Yeah, put a uh, that's it. That's the that's the only motivation Liverpool now have. That and also winning every home game in the in the Premier League. I don't know how often that's happened. I can't imagine that's happened too I, many I can't times. Think one, I can't think of a Premier League season where that's happened. Um, so those those are the two records that they've got left to sort of kind of go for, isn't it? Over 100 points, and so that would be the record points total and every home game having uh, won every home game so yeah uh liverpool win this game for me yeah, even a liverpool that's potentially playing a few youngsters and also not quite at the races because they they their motivation is harder to get but liverpool win this game for me nice and comfortable one for the first there um bournemouth on Thursdays, you know, Thursday night, it's going to be live on pick, you know. So, you know, after like, that, that Sky Sports away or something. no, it's not a Sky Sports Sports channel. channel. No, no, it's just a normal Sky channel. Like, if you, okay. if you go, if you go on pick, you, you might be able to watch a bit of, um, there's some random stuff on it, like, uh, you know, like naughty house, um, naughty neighbors and, you know, tenants that don't pay their rent and all that sort of stuff. And then you can watch Bournemouth versus Spurs straight after so yeah it's a, it's a random random stuff but that game is on at six o'clock tomorrow um Bournemouth Spurs win. Spurs win comfortable win there Bournemouth can't buy a win anywhere they're going down this season I don't want them to I've been trying to defend them all season and I, they're indefensible now they are going down and this is going to be a, about a, a, a three I think a three maybe even a four nil Spurs I think Spurs are going to want to put a statement out there ahead of the ahead of the North London derby so that is going to be a very comfortable comfortable victory um IMO um on Amazon is Everton versus Southampton Southampton's away form has been brilliant 
So the fact that Everton kept lost, that. it is, it is. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think they've, they've got, got three, three, four at home points. Twenty four at home. Yeah, they've got 26 points or 28 points away from home. It's ridiculous. And they're, they're currently on 43 points. You know, they'll be hoping for a top half finish. You know, it's not necessarily out of their realms at the moment. They're in 13th place at the moment. But if results go their way, they'll be in 10th going into the last couple of games. So why can't Southampton try and get a 10th place finish? Considering how bad they were at the beginning of the season and once again, their home form. And we always allude to that 9-0 thrashing that they got at home. And just the change around. Hasenhutl's been making moves there. So, uh, I'm going for a Southampton win. Uh, I draw. I'm going with a draw on that one. Draw specialist. Draw specialist there, Alex <laughs> Osborne. Um, and then on on Thursday night, it's, uh, it's Aston Villa versus Man United. Now, Man United's form has been absolutely ridiculous since the restart. Man United this, win. This so. this is this is going to be a Man United win. Bruno Fernandes has turned turned around Manchester United something rotten since they've come there. Man United haven't lost the game, and, and, Pog, there, and obviously Pogba coming back as well. But yeah, the the table since Bruno Fernandes joined Man United is that they've picked up the most points, haven't they? In the yeah, Man United top Man United at top of that form table. So. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a Man United win. It's going to be devastating for for Villa, you know, because you know that Watford victory. Even if Watford only got a point yesterday, that could have made a massive difference to Villa and Bournemouth. But that four point gap with four games to go is is giant. And I know they've got to play a couple of games with each other down there, but uh, it's it's going to, it's going to be too difficult for 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 them to to turn it round. I think so. This is, um, I think, it, I think the scoreline will probably be a two 0 United, but it's going to look a lot more comfortable than the two 0 suggests. Yeah, I, 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 it could be two 0 but I wouldn't surprise me if Man United stick five past them. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, no, 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 that's the Man United that we're expecting at the moment. I mean, look at how they performed against Bournemouth earlier um, at the weekend. So. But yeah, that's uh, that's it from us. We're, we're going to be back tomorrow. Tomorrow being Thursday, uh, the 9th of July, with our top fives. We're going for our top five Premier League managers of all time. Uh, that's going to be at 5pm. So all, all, all the details are on our social media links. So you can see them all going down the bottom of the screen, all on our uh, on our little ticker tape. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and Instagram, at to top football on everything. Or use the hashtag TUTF. Or just... Put into top into Google because when you put two at the top into Google, we show up first, which is brilliant. Um, and also, yeah, we've got we've got plenty of shows coming up between now and the watch along between Arsenal and Spurs on Sunday. But for myself and Alex, thank you and goodbye.